in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by God. what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Do you have your notebooks ready and your Bibles ready? Amen. So, um, I'm not sure what to call this message. It's a very, very short one. Then we'll spend our time praying. Hallelujah. But then if you want a title, um, let's see what the Lord will do. Maybe we'll get a title along the, lay, along the way. Amen. Can you open our Bibles, the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12? Let's start from there. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Hallelujah. The Bible says, For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hallelujah. He is able to what? Keep. If the Bible is yours, underline that phrase. Two phrases. I know. And then the second phrase, he is able to keep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's able to keep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has a responsibility of keeping us. Now, one of the things that I want to start off with is that one of the identities that we know about of God is that God is the true husbandman. True husbandman. If you're writing this, you can write this down. God has the identity of a true husbandman. The book of John chapter 15 makes us aware of that. Nonetheless, I want you to understand that because of this identity as a true husbandman, that means that God is obligated to ensure that whatever is entrusted into his care, he keeps it. He keeps it. Hallelujah. God has the identity of the true husbandman. And what that means is that whatever is given into his care, he is obligated to ensure that he keeps that. Hallelujah. So Paul was speaking to his son Timothy here. And he says that I, I'm suffering a number of things. But he says, I'm not worried. Then he came on and he says that, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. Then he says, I know. That's the first phrase we underlined. I know. Then he says, I know not just the person, not just the situation, but I know the person or whom I have believed in. I know the identity of this God that I have believed in. He says, I know. He has the identity of a true husbandman. So he says, I am persuaded that he is able to keep. 
everything that is committed to his charge against that day. Hallelujah. Now, if we know, just as Paul knows, many of us will not have the issues we have now. And many of the issues that many of us face is a problem of the mind. Worry, the number one. Doubt, the number two. Anxiety, number three. If you know as Paul knows, you will not be worried. If you know as Paul knows, the issue of doubt wouldn't come up. If you know as Paul knows, the issue of anxiety wouldn't come up. And you see, I'm talking about these three things because these three things usually, usually, when you have, an, if you have a situation that you need to take care of, these three things are really not the problem. They are just the extras that make the problem worse. Hallelujah. And Paul was speaking to his son Timothy and says, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I commit into his care until that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what I'm trying to say here is that, you see, we understand that God is a God who is omnipotent. That means that his power, as Apostle um, 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 defined it one time, he said that he has so much power to the extent that the, 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 the fullness of his power has not been tested yet. Because if he's omnipotent and his power has been tested, that means that his power has a limit. But he's so powerful that the extent of his power has not been tested yet. That is the kind of God we worship. Hallelujah. However, when things happen around in our lives, when things happen around in the world at large, many people cry on their beds and say that if God is a powerful God as we claim he is, then how did this happen? If God is a mighty God, as we claim he is, we went, we went to Sunday school and they said, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. And he said, Father, there are things happening in this life. There are things happening in this country. There are things happening next door country. Father, let's not even go international. There are things happening in my school right now. And I thought you've got the whole world. I thought you've got the whole world. Hallelujah. I thought you've got the whole world. But one thing that we need to understand by that definition, omnipotent God, is that the things that he takes care of or the things that God is interested in coming to interfere in or intervene in, they are only the things that are committed into his charge. So we get to understand in the book of Ephesians, that God is a sovereign God. So there are certain times, according to the pleasure of his will, as we'll see in the book of Ephesians, that he can decide to interfere in the affairs of men. However, because of the decree he made when he gave the, the earth to the charge of man, he has forbidden himself from interfering in every sphere of the world. That means that if there's a problem going on right now, as apostles say, the problem is with the Christians. So if we say that Ghana is a developing country, or let's say that the sector, this particular sector of our economy is bad, or this particular sector of our social life is bad, the person to blame is who? The Christian on the scene. In fact, if you are not even on the scene, you are to blame. Say, I'm to blame. Okay, the church is not happy. Hallelujah. <laughs> the church is not happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. It says, I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I commit into his hands until that day. That means that anything that is not committed into the hands of God would refuse. God will forbid himself from interfering in that situation. Hallelujah. God will what? Forbid himself from interfering in that situation. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Daniel chapter 4 verse 32. Now, this is one example where God decided to forego or um, um, overrule his particular word and then by his sovereign will and by his pleasure, he decided to intervene in the affairs of this king, King Nebuchadnezzar. Then he says, so this is the angel speaking. Now, the background of the story is that there was a prophecy given, I mean, a dream given to King Nebuchadnezzar, and several things happened, and there was a warning. And then after the judgment was meted out, the angel was talking. Then it says, and they shall drive you, you here refers to King Nebuchadnezzar, from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you. Then underline this phrase, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdoms of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. Hallelujah. And gives it to whomever he chooses. By the sovereign will of God, God has the right to interfere in every aspect of life. God has the right to interfere in every aspect of the universe. And God has the right to interfere in any and every aspect of man's life. Hallelujah. However, and this is a special case of that. However, when we open our Bibles, the book of Psalm 34 verse 7. The Bible makes us understand that when God chooses to interfere in the life of man, he only encamps around those who fear him. He only chooses to surround those who are entrusted into his care. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 7 that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And the Bible says, and he delivers them. And he delivers them. There are two points I'm trying to make here. By the sovereign will of God, God can choose to interfere in any aspect of the universe. God can choose to interfere in your life. See, when we see things happening on the news, and we say, oh, and let's pick one weird example. Let's say we're in the month of September, September 11th attack in the US. I think 20 or so years ago, right? Someone could have said, why didn't God prevent the pilot from, you know, running into the building? And the question and, and the answer I'm trying to give to you is that God can and by his sovereign will, he can choose to. However, the Bible makes us understand that those that God delivers, they are the people who fear him. That means that when a place, when a person, when a situation is given into the hand of God, God is able to what? Keep it. God will what? Keep it. Nonetheless, he can keep everything. Are we on the same place? Are we on the same page? Now, let's look at two examples very quickly. By his omnipotent nature, anything, any person, any people, any situation, when it is entrusted into his care, 
he can interfere. The Bible makes us understand in the book of Exodus chapter 8 verse 32. This was when the people of Israel from their very forefather um, 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 Jacob decided to move into Exodus chapter 8 verse 22. Decided to move into Canaan. And the Bible makes us understand that there was a path that was given to them. That was the land of Goshen. We all know about Goshen, right? So the Bible makes us understand that when there was the plague in what? Egypt. Many times the Bible record that I have set apart the land of Goshen in which my people will dwell. If we jump to the book of Exodus chapter 9 verse 26. The Bible makes us understand that when the plagues were coming, there was no swarm of flies here. When the plagues were coming, the people of Israel who were resident in the land of Goshen, they said that there was no hail. They were what? Preserved. Hallelujah. So many of us know about the Israelites in that part of Egypt called Goshen. However, before there was Goshen, let me remind you that there was Egypt. Before there was what? Goshen. There was Egypt. Do you understand what I'm saying so far? God decided to release his anger upon the, upon the country Egypt. But then there was a secluded path that the people of God there were reserved unto God. They were committed unto God. So God decided to spare them. And we all know about Goshen. But then before there was Goshen, there was Egypt. The Bible makes us understand that in the book of Genesis chapter 41 verse 54. Genesis chapter 41 verse 54. There was famine across the whole of the land. But then the Bible says in the last phrase that but in the land of Egypt, there was bread. Hallelujah. So before there was Goshen, there was what? Egypt. That means that before Goshen was committed into the care of God for which God interfered and spared them or for which God interfered and delivered them, there was the whole country of what? Egypt. That God decided to interfere or decided to what? Spare them. Are we on the same page? Are we on the same page? Hallelujah. So before there was what? Goshen. There was what? Egypt. And the criteria for which God decides to interfere in a particular people in a particular situation, is the fact that they are what? Committed into his care. And if something is committed into his care, one thing that you can bank on is that he is faithful and he is able to keep. Hallelujah. 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 Amen? Amen. Now, because of this mindset, there is an obligation on man that means that you as an individual, if you expect God to keep the things that concern you, if you expect God to hold on to or to preserve or to interfere or to deliver the things that concern you, that means that you are first obligated to do something. And what's that thing? You must run to him. Hallelujah. You must run to him. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 13, it says that the name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. The righteous, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. That means that there is no question about the potency of the name of God. 
There is no question about the ability of the name of God to save. There is no question about the abilities of the hand of God to reach you. Hallelujah. However, we as the righteous, we are obligated to run to him. Hallelujah. That means that failure on our part to run unto him means that you are moving yourself outside of the hands of God. And though his power can interfere, he will not. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, if you are writing notes, I want you to write this. We cannot decide to live our lives without God and expect God to intrude when it favors us. If you are writing notes, write this. We cannot decide to live our lives, right, outside of God and expect that God would intrude whenever it favors us. Are we on the same page? Have you written that? Now, if you've written that, write the second statement. The first statement, we cannot decide to live our lives outside of God and expect that God would intrude into would intrude in our lives right whenever it favors us and if you are writing again write the second statement if we expect God to intrude at one point in our time at one point in our lives right if we expect God to intrude one point in time then we must make room for him to intrude all points in time. Did you get me? If we expect God to intrude one point in time, then we must make room for him to also intrude all points in time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand me so far? Do you need me to repeat anything? I'll just repeat the first statement. We cannot decide to live our lives without God and expect him to intrude when it favors us. The second statement, if we expect God to intrude at one point in time, then we must make room for him to intrude at all points in time. Now, all this I'm trying to say is I want you to understand that there is the concept or there is the identity that God has as the husband man and as the husband of your home. You see, many people, I've had this example where many people, I'm sure you've had this example also. At your workplace, you see maybe people are joking. Maybe they are joking. And then they'll come and say to one female colleague that, hey, don't you know that you're supposed to submit? Have you ever had that encounter before? Where one male counterpart comes to maybe in, your, in the office space, because that's where I've seen it, right? And says that, hey, you don't you know that you're supposed to submit? Have you ever heard that before? Many people, many, many times I ask that, ah, do these people really read their Bible? Because anytime that the Bible talks about a wife submitting, usually, or a man or a husband having authority over a man, usually the Bible will say, own husband. Have you ever seen that word before? That means that if I don't own you, I cannot, you know, <laughs> hallelujah, own husband. So your lordship over any person, 
or your position as a head in any situation is only to the people who you own. Only to the people you've paid bride prizes for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the word or the concept of or the identity husband man means that first, if I'm married or I'm a husband man to this household, I'm first, first, first of all, owner of this household. And that means that if I'm owner of this household, I'm responsible for everything that makes up that household. So in that concept, when Abraham, right, had his family, the Bible makes us understand that he had several servants and he was responsible for training them because they were members of his household. He owned them all. Hallelujah. With that same understanding, God cannot decide to invade the home of someone that you are married to if that person is not God. So if you decide to marry the devil, hallelujah, and in this case, I'm not talking about only women, I'm talking about guys too, just before anyone says anything on, on social media. <laughs> if you decide to make the devil your husband man, God will not come into your house and come and tell the devil how to treat you. Hallelujah. If God has not paid your bride price, and it's the devil that paid your bride price, God, with the identity of a husband man, will only come or will not be permitted to come. Hallelujah. Do you understand me so far? Now, when God created man in the book of Genesis, God knew that he is a husband man. He is a caretaker. So with that same understanding, he created man in his own image, in his own likeness. And he said to man that I'm giving you this identity. Before there was a woman, I'm giving you this identity of a husband man. So the Bible makes us understand, right? That when he created man, he then gave him what? A garden. Then he says, tend this garden and keep it. Hallelujah. Tend this garden and keep it. That was what? The release of that identity onto Adam. That I have the identity of a husband man for you. I've created all of these things. I've made you ruler over all of them. I've made you king over all of them. But the one key thing I want you to have is the ability or the identity of a husband man. That means that you protect those that are yours. That means that you tend those that are yours. That means that you defend those that are yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand me so far? That is in the book of Genesis chapter 2, I believe. Right? The Bible says that in the book of Genesis chapter 2, in the verse number 15, then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Underline those two phrases. Hallelujah. Now, God had a shock of his life when he came back in Genesis chapter 3 and realized that the man had failed miserably. Now, why am I saying that it was a shock? Now, it was a shock because when God gave man the garden, God realized that the serpent was what? Insignificant. That means that the things that God gives to you, the presence of the enemy doesn't move God. You see, for many of us, the presence of the enemy makes us question 
the one who gives who give us the what the garden but the presence of the enemy was what irrelevant to the assignment that god had given to man so he says that tend and keep it that means that yes i know that the serpent is in your garden but make sure that this garden flourishes and above all keep it your duty as man or your duty as a husband man is what to drive out the serpent but when god came back in the book of genesis chapter 3 he realized that the serpent had been able to what overthrow man and had been able to what overthrow the whole family that had that he had set up hallelujah 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 and ever since god has been experiencing these kind of shocks when he gives man any assignment hallelujah i want us to look at one critical experience in the book of genesis chapter 4. now if you're writing notes i want you to title this particular section the cain spirit or the spirit of cain hallelujah the spirit of cain in the book of genesis chapter 4 verse 9. now you already know the story these two brothers from Adam and Eve had given a sacrifice unto God and God, in a way, had rejected the sacrifice of the firstborn. Then the Bible makes us understand that Cain called his brother into the field because he was displeased and then he smote him and he died. When God came onto the scene, my question to you is, didn't God know that Cain had killed Abel? Didn't God know that Abel was now with him in heaven. Hallelujah. But God came and says to Cain, where is your brother? Where is your brother? And Cain replied and says, I do not know. Underline this phrase. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? If you want a title for this message, we can say alignment to kingdom communities. Brother's keeper. My brother's keeper. Alignment to kingdom communities. And then hashtag my brother's keeper. Hallelujah. Now there are two attributes of this spirit of Cain that I want us to identify so that we can deal with this in prayer. Hallelujah. Now, this first attribute is that even if Cain didn't kill Abel, one attribute of this spirit of Cain is saying that I don't care. One attribute of the spirit of Cain is that I don't care. So, even if Cain didn't kill Abel. He demonstrated the Cain spirit, which says that the people in my, in my charge, the people in my community, the people around me, the people that God has connected me to, the people that God has parted me with, I don't care. And this particular attribute, the Cain spirit, is affecting many of us in the church. Many of us in our homes. Many of us in our businesses. Many of us in our social lives. We meet someone in class. We meet someone at the workplace. We know that this person is struggling. We know that in this particular area where this person is struggling, I can help. However, by the spirit of Cain, we are saying, I don't care. 
He says, I don't know. I don't even care about the welfare. I don't care about the survival. To you or to me, where I sit, you don't even exist. Hallelujah. I don't care. The second spirit that I want us, the second attribute of the spirit of Cain that I want us to identify is that I, I will do you harm because I don't care. First characteristics, I don't care. The second characteristics, I will do you harm because I don't care. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we on the same page so far? Are we on the same page so far? Hallelujah. Now I want us to look at two scriptures. I'm going to read the whole book of Psalm 121 and then the book of John chapter 15. Hallelujah. So let me start with John chapter 15. The Bible says from the verse 1, John chapter 15 from the verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. The King James will say, the husbandman. Hallelujah. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. The verse 4, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Hallelujah. Now, in the book of John chapter 15, all the way from verse 1 down, what we get to see is the characteristics of the husbandman. What we get to see is the characteristics of the husbandman. In the book of Genesis chapter 4, we saw the spirit of Cain and the characteristics of the spirit of Cain. One, I don't care. Two, I will do you harm. If we are able to recognize the spirit, you see, and doing harm doesn't mean that you are physically attacking the person. When we come to church and we are saying that, oh, stop gossiping. When we come around and we say that, stop saying negative things about each other. When we come around and we say, ensure that you maintain the bond of unity. What we are saying is that drive out the spirit of king. Because you may be starting by, I don't care. But you can end up by saying, I will do you harm. Hallelujah. In the marriage setting, in the family setting, you don't write one member of the family off. You don't decide to hold grudges. When God comes onto the scene and says that easily let go of offenses, forgive, have an excess baggage of forgiveness, that before someone offends you, you are forgiving them in advance. Be in the place where you are saying that, see, I, it doesn't matter what you do to me. I refuse to be offended by you. I refuse to be offended by your actions. I refuse to be offended by your inactions. And most importantly, I refuse to be offended by the things I hear about you. 
When God is saying that, easily forgive. So that when Peter comes to him and says that, how many times am I supposed to forgive? He says that because this person is in your camp, is in your household, drive out the spirit of Cain. Where you say, I will decide to care about you. And two, move on to say that I refuse to do you harm. Hallelujah. Because with this mindset, we would realize that we can progress on a downward trajectory and we will decide to shock ourselves. And many times, Apostle says it, that it bits his mind how two people who, who say they are in love would at one point in time say that, I love you, tweet, tweet. I love you too, poo poo. Hallelujah. And then a few years down the line, they say, I regret marrying you. I can't even stand your presence. What happened? Did the love vanish? What happened? They married on a sunny day and then maybe that day rained. Or they married in the night. As the Agbishaw mentioned. <laughs> Hallelujah. People who say they are in love, few years down the line they say they regret marrying each other or decide that they can no longer even be in the same space if you don't recognize that spirit of Cain and deal with that go in a downward trajectory and before you realize you are doing harm now in the book of John chapter 15 we see the characteristics of the husband man and I just want to highlight about five of them Five of them. And then we'll look at one story in the book of Esther. Then we'll be out of here. Hallelujah. Now, when I mention the spirit or the identity, the husband man, what I'm trying to say is that you are responsible for the people in your household. And I'm talking to both men and both women. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that go and pay bride prizes for everybody see in church. <laughs> But what I'm saying is that the people in your food, the people here in KCF, the people in Zion Impact, the people in the body of Christ, because they are members of this household, I will decide to what? Care about them. And two, I refuse to do them harm. That means that when I see that they are in harm, I'll, I'll snatch them from harm. That means that I, dis I decide or I'm refusing that I'll contribute to anything that is causing them harm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first identity or the first characteristics of the husband spirit is that one, the husband spirit ensures that there is connection. So Jesus says that I am the true vine and my father is the, is the vine dresser. Every branch in me, every branch in me, and you realize that there are consistently several phrases in here where Jesus is talking about abiding in me and I abiding in you. You with the spirit of the true husband man, you are to ensure that the members of your household are always connected. Because the Bible says that for without me, you can do nothing. That means that when you see your brother, you see your sister getting disconnected from the presence of God, getting disconnected from the place of power, getting disconnected from the place of communion, you are responsible for that. You ensure what? Connection. I write a note. The first characteristic is you are to ensure what? Connection. So you cannot say that you have a brother, you have a sister, 
You have not seen the brother in church for a while. And then I ask you, oh, where is this your sister? Where is this your brother? Then you give the response of Cain. Oh, I don't know. What you are telling me is that I don't care. And if you don't care, very soon you do harm. The first characteristics of the true husband man is that you ensure connection. You maintain connection. Hallelujah. You ensure what? Connection. And when you see a member of your household being disconnected, you make sure that they are back. Because the enemy, as I said the last time, has the mindset of a predator. Every predator knows that the easiest animal to catch is the animal that has strayed from the group or from the head. Because if I can isolate you from the head, then you are the easiest target. Hallelujah. You with the mindset of a true husbandman, the identity of God the Father, you ensure that the members of your household maintain their connection. So when we say that, oh, those online, share the link, notify your brother, notify your sister, notify your friends, it's not for saying sick. Hallelujah. We are saying that maybe in the people around who are forgotten to be connected, I'll remind them because I have the spirit of the true husbandman. The second thing, what, the second quality of the true husbandman is that the true husbandman cuts off any form of wastage. You cannot say that you are a true husbandman, a caretaker of your household, and you allow the resources of the household to be wasted. You see, if many people in this part of the world, in this continent, in this part of this country, understand the spirit of the true husbandman, they will not neglect and allow things go waste. How many times have we seen every four years light bulbs being chained along the road? However, by the inauguration, I will not go there. Hallelujah. How many times have people seen that there is a best pipe in their neighborhood and everybody drives past because it's not affecting me directly? How many people come to church and they will see that, oh, there is something wrong, maybe at the entrance of the washroom, but then everybody is refusing to what? Go in there and clean. You see that there is what? Maybe the water fountain there. There is a leakage. However, it is none of your business. But with the spirit of the true husbandman, you care about the resources allocated to your household. If the people in power, if the people in places of prominence understand that spirit of the true husbandman, things wouldn't be wasted. Many people go to parties, whatever, and they go to the buffet table. And they are saying that I'm not the caretaker here. So they know that they cannot finish the food. However, 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 their plates are full to the brim. Hallelujah. No, I, I understand what I'm saying so far. When you have this character of God, the true husband man, God can entrust things into your care also. So he says that he who is able to take care of another man's own, if you are able to do that, then yours will be given to you. You go to a place and decide to what? Disrespect. 
you go to a place and you have little or no regard for the resources that have been allocated. And you see, with that mindset, we have little or no regard for the relationships around us. And God is saying that I brought this person to your life. This person, you don't know him yet. You don't know her yet. However, you just don't disregard the person. Hallelujah. You go to someone's wedding, then he peep, 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 peep the food. And then you expect that your wedding, it will be what? COVID-19 style. <laughs> Hallelujah. We will come. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, we will come to your wedding. We will come to your wedding. The second characteristic, as I'm saying, of the true husbandman is that you cut off any form of wastage. So the Bible makes us understand that this true husbandman, every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, it is not wickedness when God cuts you off. He's saying that let me preserve the resources assigned to the kingdom. Let me preserve the resources assigned to the kingdom. So when God is cutting people off, it's not a sign of wickedness. It's a sign that he's a true husband man. And he's taking care of the things that are in his household. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he says, if a branch doesn't bear fruit, he takes it away. Anything that is causing, you see, and that is what the Bible is understanding the book of um, Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the sower, that even in the good soil, there were what? Some that bore fruit. 30%, what else? 60% and a hundredfold. You see, when we look at that, some people pray that, Father, even if I can't get to the 100%, make, give me a, a, a return of 30%. What you are really saying is that, Father, with the resources you've given me, allow me to be 70% wasteful. Allow me to be 70% wasteful. So God has given you skills. See, you can't do anything in the church, but you have muscles. And they say that ashes, we need strong men. You don't join the ashen department. You are saying, Father, give me the chance. Let me be 7% wasteful. Some people are praying and say, Father, give me the 60% food. What you are really telling God is that allow me to be 40% wasteful. If I give you 100 CDs every day and I say that allow 40 CDs to drop in the gutter, would you be happy? Allow 70% to drop in the gutter, would you be happy? So when God has given me the skill to come and play the keyboard, God has given me the skill to come and play the drums, God has given you the skill to hold the camera, God has given you the skill to come and sweep, God has given you the eye, you have the eye for perfection, and then God says that come and be part of the protocol team, make sure that the altar is always on point. When this flower is adjusted in a wrong way, you know that you will catch it. When the media team is looking for people to come and type things, lyrics online, and then there's a spelling mistake, there's a this thing, you will have the critical eye to spot the errors. That the comma here is wrong. It should have been an apostrophe. That this full stop here should have been a question mark. You have the eye to see it. But you are saying, Father, allow me to be 7% wasteful. Allow me to be 40% wasteful. Because I don't care about the resources of the household. I don't care. Oh, Abby is for the church. They will buy it. Oh, Abby is for the country. I don't, my, my father is not the president. Oh, Abby, my father is not the minister of roots. I don't care. The characteristics of God, the identity of the true husband man, ensures that he cuts off anything that is wasteful. Hallelujah. 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 The third characteristic I want us to look at is that for the husband man, he prunes so that there will be increase. The Bible says that in he takes away 
every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And the verse 2, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Hallelujah. He prunes that it may bear more fruit. The characteristics of the true husband man is that the things that are burdening, the things that are being, that are showing signs of progress, I support them that they yield what? More progress. So we don't have someone coming to your department in the school, in church, in the office or whatever. And then you realize that, oh, this young national service person, he seems like he's learning the thing in power. And then that means your boss gives him some one or two assignments, then you sabotage him. You sabotage him. The person says, come and help me. You know that this thing that the person has done is wrong, then you keep quiet. Because you want the person to what? Look dishonorable. The identity of the true husband man prunes so that the whole household will receive increase. Hallelujah. So when there's a skill in your life and God is deciding to take you through the process of pruning, don't say God is wicked. When there is a skill, there is a particular grace upon your life and God is taking you through the process of pruning. The end game is that the household will have what? Increase. But many people don't see that. One of the processes of pruning is patience. One of the processes of pruning is patience. So you know that, oh, you can sing, palm. When you joined the choir the first time, the first two weeks, they made you the lead, the, the lead vocalist. You were singing left, right, center, everything. Hallelujah. Then in a, one, in a month or two, they said, oh, be the backing vocalist. And God is teaching you patience. It's teaching you that, oh, yes, you can lead, but then help other people also grow. Ensure that there is increase. You see a potential in your brother. You see a potential in your sister. You see that, oh, this person, I was in church when God gave this man of God, this, this brother of mine, a powerful prophecy that you are going away to the U.S. God has an assignment for you in the, in the academic space. Your brother has gone outside. Your sister has gone outside. And the cares of the world, Malibu streets, Cinemas that we don't have. 4D cinemas and 5D cinemas. Hallelujah. Drinks and foods that we've not tasted in Ghana before. So by the strange food, your brother or your sister is veering off. And you heard in church that there is potential for that your brother. And you decide to what? Keep quiet. He said, oh, I don't want to offend you. Right now in the church, when you say something small, no, they say you judge. And you know that this particular person, when God allows him and he aligns and he fulfills his full potential, will you be a partaker? But then you decide not to prune. Your brother is not coming to church. Your sister is not coming to church. And you know that, hey, this is my brother. He's a man of God. He can prophesy. He can do this. God wants to use him for the end time. But then your brother is backsliding. And you are saying that, I don't care. Secondly, I decide to even harm. When they say, oh, the people who don't come to church, fire and judgment to them. You also join and say fire and judgment to them. Meanwhile, you are not saying anything. The identity of the husband man ensures that he prunes so that there is increase for the whole household. Hallelujah. The fourth identity of the husband man 
is that he ensures preservation. Now, I want us to look at this. The book of um, John chapter 15 talks about it. But then I want us to look at the book of Psalm 16 verse 10. Psalm 16 verse 10. Look at what the Bible says. Now, David was speaking, and this was actually a prophetic declaration about Jesus, right? So it says, for you will not leave my soul in shore. Um, the King James Version says hell, right? Then it says, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. The identity of the husbandman says that the people in my household, I refuse for them to enter into corruption. I refuse for them to be corrupted. I refuse for them to be degraded. I refuse for them to perish. That means that if there is anything I can do to save you from corruption, I would save you. If there is anything I can do to make sure that your life is preserved, that your calling is preserved, the oil upon your life is preserved, even if it is in the place of intercession, I will pray for you. But because we don't have the mindset of the husband man, there are topics that are given. They are saying, oh, let's pray for this batch of people. Let's pray for the students on Ashes University campus. Let's pray for the students in our schools. Let's pray for our children. There's this wave of attack. But because we lack that mindset of the husband man, we don't care. And many people are seeing corruption all around us. It says, for I know you will not leave me in show. Can a brother or a sister in this church or in this ministry say that hey, I can bank on you? You, I know you will not leave me in, in show. He said, I know that when I'm falling away, you, you, I've, 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 from all the people around me, you, you, I know that you will not leave me in show. But for many of us, ah, you are the first person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alignment to kingdom communities. My brother's keeper says, I know you will not leave me in show. Who can you say even about yourself that for this person, I will not let this person be in hell. I will not let this person see corruption. Who can you bank on and say that, see, I see that there's a problem. I know that there's a problem. But between me and God, I'm going to make sure that you don't see corruption. I don't care what you do to me or don't do for me. I will make sure that you will not see corruption. The mindset of the kingdom community, the mindset of the husband man, nor will you allow your holy one to see corruption. You see, this is the kind of heartbeat that mothers have for their children. And then they can decide to say no to a child because they know that by saying no, they preserve the life of the child. And God is saying that by the mindset of a husband man, how many people can you put down and say that you, I take a vow between myself and God that I will not let you go to hell. I take a vow between myself and God and I will not let you see corruption. And these are the vows that many of our shepherds have taken. And they decide to call you at all hours and ask you, have you read your Bible? They decide to call you and say that, have you prayed? Your shepherds will call you because they said that I have vowed that you will not be in hell. I have vowed that you will not see corruption. And then they will call you on Sunday morning and say that, are you coming to church? And say that, this my shepherd, he is too inquisitive. This my shepherd, you always want to know how far. This my shepherd, he always asks me if I've prayed. He has never asked me if I've eaten before. Hallelujah. Because your shepherds and the apostle of this house has taken this vow. That for the people in my household, 
Between God and man, you will not be in hell. Between God and man, you will not see corruption. And if you cannot stick that same thing, that same vow about the people in the church, the people in your household, if you can't say, pray, pray, say for everybody, that you are in the music department, people in the music department, you are in the protocol team, the people in the protocol team, you are in one class, one engineering class, the people in the engineering class, you are in one marketing class, maybe some even online class, so there are people in Russia and things that you are taking classes with them. And you cannot say that the people in my household, I vow between myself and God that none of their soul would be in show. That I vow to myself and God that I will not allow any of them to see corruption. If you cannot say that, then know that you have the Cain spirit. Because one, you don't care. And since you don't care, very soon you do harm. I want us to look at the faith characteristic. The faith characteristic. Hallelujah. The faith characteristic says that the attribute of the husband man says that I am the strong man of everything that God has given to me. So the book of, the book of Mark chapter 3 verse 27. The book of Mark chapter 3 verse 27. It says, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. That means that if anyone wants to attack a household, the first person they attack is who? The husband man. Hallelujah. So it says that the husband man must also be a strong man over his household. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means that in your space of influence, hallelujah, every household that God has given you, you decide that you will be, what, the strong man over that. And I know, yes, we've prayed with this in warfare prayers, binding strong men over people's homes and all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I believe that by the Spirit of God, you understand what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that when Paul libation and say, you're the strong man of, <laughs> hallelujah. No, that's not what I'm saying. It says that no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then he will plunder his house. That means that the owner or the strong man over this household is first the husband man. By that characteristics, by that identity, what it means is that you position yourself to ensure that you guard and to protect the people in your care, the people in your household. The people that God has given to you. In whatever way you can improve yourself, in whatever way you can improve your work with God, that you'll be the strong man over that particular community, that you'll be the strong man over that particular household, that you'll be the strong man over this particular nation, you'll be the strong man over the spheres of business, you'll be the strong man over this continent. He says that, make sure that you be the strong man. Because when the enemy is coming, he first binds the strong man then he can plunder the household. Hallelujah. So when there is a call for prayer, and we say, let's lift up prayer for our man of God, it's because he has vowed that he will be the strong man over your life. And that before the enemy will touch you, it means that the enemy has touched him. Hallelujah. I remember in the year 2013 or so, no, 2011 or so, Something happened to me on my birthday in January. 
And I was shocked. And I said, Father, what happened? Hallelujah. When I went to God and I was praying that particular day, it was a prayer meeting and we were praying on the park. And then I said, Father, what happened? And God, what the scenario God gave to me was, you know the way when there is a particular, you know the protocol, the secret service of, let's say, the president, right? When there is, when they hear gunshots, right? What do rational human beings do? They run away from the noise. But people who have decided that they will put the president first, when they hear gunshots, they jump towards the gun. If you watch the assassination video of, is it one of, one of the presidents? I don't remember the name, right? He didn't die, actually. But then, of course, one person took the bullet for him. You see the nature of the hen when it has chicks. When you decide to attack a chick, what happens? The hen raises itself up because he wants to enlarge himself. And want to enlarge herself and see that everyone that is in my household hide behind me. That is the mindset or the training of a secret service or the protectors of what? Prominent people. When there is a danger, when there is something that is supposed to cause harm, they decide that I am the strong man in this case. I don't care that my salary is less than the man of God. I don't care that my salary is less than the president. But because I have sworn and I've made a vow between myself and for them, their country, that I'll be the strong man over the president. When I hear gunshots, I raise myself up and I say, the president, hide behind me. When we say that, oh, let's rise up in the night and let's pray for our shepherds. Let's rise up during vigil and let's pray for the man of God. Let's pray for the men of God across churches. Let's pray for the men of God that God is using in this end time. Let's pray for our president. What you are saying, Father, make me the strong man. And I know that you are at the top. However, I'm deciding that no one would come and plunder you. When I hear the sound of danger, when I hear the sound of danger, the true husbandman, what does he do? He enlarges himself and says, family and everyone in my household, be behind me. Be behind me. Can we have that identity of a true husbandman? Can we have that quality of a true husbandman? Where we say that, Father, every spirit of Cain inside of me. And it's, you see, the spirit of Cain, when I talked about it, I'm trying to highlight the first one. See, it's so insignificant. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the people. I don't care about the situation. I don't care about the resources. I don't care about the place. I don't care. If you can deal with that, then you can have the spirit of the true husband, man. Hallelujah. The story I want us to look at is the book of Esther. I don't want us to go into that because of time. Hallelujah. But Mordecai told Esther, he says, that for such a time as this, God has made you to find favor in this particular place. Then he says, if you decide not to pray, God will bring help from somewhere else. But know that when we perish, you would also perish. You see, when we don't have the spirit of the husbandman and we have the spirit of king we think that we are okay when the other person is perishing however what god is saying to us is that when we neglect the welfare of the household when we neglect the welfare of the kingdom community when we decide to use our tongue when we decide to use our hands when we decide to use our actions or our inactions to break the relationships in this kingdom community we are also affected. When we decide 
that we don't care about the prosperity of our land. When we decide that we don't care about the prosperity of this continent, yes, for a while you might be fine. But then know that when there is perishing all around you, it will affect you also. When there is a call for prayer and we say, let's pray for this country. Don't say that, oh, me, how much crowd do I get? V8 crowd, I've not even smelled the fragrance that comes from the window before. <laughs> so I don't care about the presidency. I don't care about the government. I don't care about the people in power. I don't care about the educational space. I don't care about the health space. I don't care about the technology space. When there is perishing all around, as Mordecai prophesied unto Esther, know that you would also perish. Hallelujah. 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 Now, one final thing that I just want us to look at so that we pray. What I want you to know is that number one, God is what? The true husband man. And in the same way, that God is doing for you what God is saying that do for others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the same way that God is being the strong man over your life, what God is saying is that do for others. I want us to rise up briefly and then we'll pray. And this is our prayer. Jude 1 verse 24. This is what the Bible says. Now to him, Jude 1 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Jude was praying for the people that he was writing the letter to. Then he says that, I'm committing you to this one who is able to keep you from stumbling and to his, who is able to present you faultless before his presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Now, this is what Jesus and God is doing for us. God is keeping us from failing. God is keeping us from stumbling. And God is saying that I'm doing all I can. And that is why apostles say that, see, if we, if someone who is really a true child of God goes to hell, it's, it will be a shock to God. Because God is doing everything possible for you not to miss it. He's giving you the spirit of God free. He's giving you the blood of God free. He's giving you the cloud of witnesses free. He's giving you brothers and sisters in the church free. He's giving you a shepherd over your life free. He's giving you even, 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 even the voice of God free, which comes through many mediums. You don't need to be listening to something gospel to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Because God has a way of talking to you. Because he says in the book of John chapter 10, that my sheep know my voice. That means that the platform doesn't matter. The medium doesn't matter. The most important thing is that when the voice of God is carried within a, a medium, you would hear it if you are a sheep. So he says that he is able to present you faultless before him. And that is the same work that, the, same work that um, the spirit of God is doing. He's ensuring that we are a bride blameless, without blemish, perfect for the husbandman, so that he's able to present you faultless before him. 
And God is saying that I am doing this for you free of charge. Can you also, can you also look at a brother? Can you also look at a sister and say that I will keep you from falling? I will keep you from stumbling. And I'll make sure that I present you faultless. Just as God is doing for you. Can you look at someone in your family? Can you look at someone in your workplace? Can you look at someone in your community? Can you look at someone in the church? Can you look at someone in the body of Christ? And say that I will keep you from stumbling. I will keep you from falling. And I will make sure that I present you faultless. Hallelujah. This is what we are going to pray about. Do you understand me so far? Do you understand me so far? Alignment to kingdom communities. My brother's keeper. Let's rise up on our feet and pray. Briefly, then we'll be out of here. Razin delebo sheparababa. Manin delebo suete parabara. Reshote parabadan dolobo sheparababa. Lift up your voice and pray right now. I say, Father, I lift up, O Lord all the shepherds over my life. Father, I lift up Apostle Kingsley J. Godson. And Father, I pray for him that you keep him from stumbling. Father, I pray for him that you keep him from falling. Father, I pray for him that you keep him, O Lord, faultless before you in the name of Jesus. Father, the shepherds, O Lord, over this country. Father, the shepherds in the, in the political space. Father, the shepherds in the business space. Father, I pray for them and I declare that in the name of Jesus, keep them from falling, keep them from stumbling, present them faultless before you in the name of Jesus. Father, shepherds over household, Father, the men of God over their, over their families, Father, men in our household, Father, men in our communities, oh Lord, Father, we pray for each and every one of them that you keep them from stumbling, you keep them from falling. And Father, keep them and present them faultless before you. Lift up your voice. Let's pray right now. Ranton telebo shimana mananda. Rabra parabaka parababam. Rebanulo jimanan ten don den damaramamam. Rebro parabaka pa rabalabajam. Rabro parabaka pa. Reko zimanama shimanendo. Rebra parabaka zanda. Rebro shepa ramamanin delebo shebam. Rebra parabababam. Remanelo zimanamanandam. Rabra parabaka pa. Parabakajam, Remro Parabakazin Dolobo Shepa, Remakazin Dalamana, Rambre Parabakapa, Razene Jonenda Maramama, Rebra Parabakapa, Rababaka Parabakapa, Rabba Parabaka Paraba, Rabba Parabakapa, Rabba Parabakapa, Rabba Parabakapa, Lelon Zwan Sampando, Lemojimanin Den de Borobo, Rebra Parabakapa, Remanino Zesepa, Redo. Non se Imanarwe parabakapa, randon dembamba rababa, rebro paramakapa, razeze masa parababa, leba shwa sepa, rabakapara, 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 
Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Rabakapara, Remna Parabalabasa, Ramba Parabakasha Parababa. Oh, lift up prayer for our man of God. Lift up prayer for your shepherds right now. Lift up prayer for the men of God over the body of Christ. Lift up prayer for the men of God over families. Lift up prayer right now, even for the men of God in the political space, the government space, in the business space, the economic space. We are praying that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, keep them from stumbling. Father, keep them from falling. Father, present them faultless before you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray one more time. I want to pray one more time. Now I want us to pray for our brothers and our sisters. The brothers, our brothers in the church, our brothers in our household. I want to pray for our brothers in our schools, in our workplaces. We are praying that, Father, everyone in our household, Father, my brother and my sister, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, keep each and everyone from falling. See, if you can mention the names of your brothers and your sisters who are failing, who are entering into corruption, who yes, are being isolated by the enemy, we are lifting up their names and mentioning their names and say, Lord Jesus, I pray right now for my brother. I pray right now for my sister. My brother, oh Lord, in the same department with me. My brother in the same classroom with me. My brother in the same ministry with me. Father, who the enemy has set his eye upon to isolate and to attack. Father, right now I lift up prayer and I declare right now in the name of Jesus, keep him from falling. Keep my sister from stumbling. Keep, oh Lord, my sister from falling. Keep them from failing in their business. Businesses, oh Lord, keep them from failing in the name of Jesus. Keep them from stumbling. Father, present, oh Lord, Father, the business of my brother faultless before you. Father, I lift up, oh Lord, the education, oh Lord, the academics of my sister. Father, I present it before you and I say, keep it faultless. Father, may the enemy not have a cause, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Rabadaba, Rabadaba, Shemanama, Rabadaba, Rebadaba, 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 Ranswan Shempan Ramama, Rebama Shema Rababa, Rebadaba, Rapa Parababa, Erabalwa Shema Ramama, Rapa Paramama, Rapo Shepara, Eleswan Shema, Remojon de Lebara, Erabarabakrapara, Raso Seba, Erabal. 
Rabashepa, Ranze Parababa, Rabadole Sepa, Remanama, 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 Remanaba, 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 Rabanaba, Shamaraba, Remanaba, 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 Roswa Separabaya, Rabababaya Bashepara, Arababaya Palaba, Raze Dose Manda, Remanerwa Separababa, Rabababa, Parababa, Raze Parababa, Lebanarwa Separababa, Ebadolo Separabamanda, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I want to pray, I want to pray for your heart. In fact, I'm praying for your heart. I'm praying for my heart also. Hallelujah. Amen. One prayer right now is that, Father, by the Spirit of God, we cast out every spirit of king. Amen. Father, every spirit, oh Lord, that has put on us the mindset that I don't care. Amen. I don't care about the members around me. I don't care about the resources in the household. I don't care about the prosperity of midst of this nation. I don't care. The mindset of I don't care, Father, that is plaguing this nation, Ghana, that is plaguing this continent, Africa, that mindset of I don't care, the spirit of king father in the name of jesus by the finger of god cast it out of our midst amen cast it out of our midst amen because if that mindset is out there are a number of things that will change mm. hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah praise god we are saying what the spirit of king in our hearts we are using yourself as a point of contact the spirit of king in my heart the spirit of king that gives me the mindset that i don't care I don't care about the situation. I don't care about the resources. I don't care about the people. I don't care about the relationships. I don't care about even the prosperity. I don't care. That mindset that says, I don't care. Father, we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We are casting out the spirit of Cain from you. Amen. Amen. Say, Spirit of Cain. Spirit of Cain. Leave my heart. Leave my heart. Spirit of Cain. Spirit of Cain. Leave my life. Leave my life. Spirit of I don't care. Spirit of I don't care. Leave my mind. Leave my mind. Leave my heart alone. Leave my heart alone. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, by your spirit. Father, by your spirit. By your spirit by of your love. Spirit of love. By your spirit of the husband man. Spirit of the husband man. I decide to care. I decide. To I care. decide to care. I decide. To even if I'm, even if I'm offended, even if I have been offended, even if I'm offended, I decide, I decide by the spirit of God, the spirit that, of God I will care, that 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 I will care about the nation Ghana, about the, nation Ghana, about the continent Africa, about the, continent about Africa, the nations of the world, about the, about the, world, about the church of God. About the church of I will God, care, I will care about the body of Christ. Body of Christ I, will care, I will care about my fathers. About my fathers I will care about my mothers. I will care about my brothers. About my brothers. I, will care I will care about my sisters, about my sisters. Father. Father, the children, the children in this ministry, in, this ministry, in the body of Christ, the body of I, Christ decide I decide by the spirit of love spirit to, of care love, about them, to care about to them, care about to them, care about and them, and I will do everything in my power, everything in my power to ensure that they don't see corruption, that they don't see, that they don't see corruption in the name of Jesus. I decide by the spirit of God that I will 
Kim. Lift up your voice right now and cast out that spirit of Kim. Rabado, Simanamana, Rebadabada, Rebadabada, Rebamponda Labashwatera, Remako Zimanamaninde, Rebro Parababa, Rebaka Jele Sozimba Bara, Rambaba Rababa, Remanan Zon Zimanamana, Rebaba Shepa, Rabababa, 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 Rebadolo Suaseba, Ramakatine Mashema, Remanandole Zueba Rababa, Rababa Rapapa, Remanerwa Shaparamama, Rebaramama, Remano Zue Separababa, Rababa, 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 Losemanda, Remanjon Shemaramama, Rebaba Separababa, Rebaba Rapapa, Rababa Rapapa, Rababa Rapapa, Separaba, Rebaba Lava Separaba, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. We mentioned that we're going to read the book of Psalm 20, Psalm 1 to 1. Let's just read that and then we'll pray finally. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We've established that God is omnipotent. If we have this mindset that God is the husband man, the first husband man, worry will leave you in the name of Jesus. And right now, by the knowledge of this word, every, every weight of worry, leave your people, leave the people of Amen. God right now. Amen. Every weight of doubt, yes, every Lord. weight of anxiety, yes, leave the hearts of the people yes, of God Lord. right now. Every yes, burden on the souls and the minds of the people of God. Father, as we have the knowledge that God is our source of help and God has the identity of the true husband man. Father, let the weights, O Lord, fall in the name of Jesus. Let the weights of hopelessness fall in the name of Jesus. Let the weights, O Lord, of helplessness fall in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus, let the weights, O Lord, that challenges the competencies, the potency of God in our eyes. Let it fall right now. Let it fall off the shoulders of your people right now. Let it fall off the lives of your people right now. In every situation of life, in every situation of their living, Father, we declare, O Lord, you gave us your son freely. How much more the things that pertain to this life and to godliness? Father, we declare, O Lord, that the mountains before them will be remain will become so insignificant father the gardens that you've given to them the serpent oh lord who you regard as insignificant father will be in their eyes as insignificant in the name of jesus for he says i will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help i declare that the knowledge of the source of your help will enter your heart as a light in the name of jesus understanding will come to your mind in the name of jesus oh and the burden of helplessness will 
deliver you in the name of Jesus. In the verse 3, he says, For he will not allow your foot to be moved. Then he says, He who keeps you will not slumber. Oh, I prophesy to you that God has not slept over your matter. I declare to you that the interpretation upon the table of your heart, God has not overlooked it in the name of Jesus. The court of heaven is sitting on your case and you receive the just recompense of God in the name of Jesus. I declare over your life that every situation, oh Lord, that is causing you turmoil in the mind and in the soul, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, oh, that God has not slept over that matter. You receive an answer of God in due time in the name of Jesus. Then it says, behold, behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. I declare over your life that the God over your life who has kept his angels to come around you, they will not sleep in the name of Jesus. As you commit your life to God, as you commit your family to God, I declare that you shall receive the preservation of heaven. You shall receive the deliverance of heaven. You shall receive the preservation of heaven. You shall receive the salvation of the right hand of God in the name of Jesus. Then it says, the Lord is my keeper. I pray for you right now that the Lord shall keep you. I pray for you right now that everything that concerns your life shall be kept by the mighty hand of God in the name of Jesus. God shall keep your family. God shall keep your business. God shall keep your health. God shall keep your finances. God shall keep your peace. God shall keep your marriage. God shall keep your children. For the Lord is your keeper. I place that writing upon your life right now. That the Lord Most High is your keeper. Receive, O Lord, right now the identity of the strong man over your life who is a keeper. In the name of Jesus, he shall... The Lord is the shade at your right hand and the sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon at night. Anything that stands as a greater light in your life and as a lesser light in your life that causes you pain, that causes you harm. Right now I declare that by the wings of heaven you shall receive shade from that light. You shall receive shade from that heat. You shall receive a covering in the name of Jesus. For the Lord shall be, for the Lord shall be the shade at your right hand. I declare that any situation that has become a greater light in your life, that has become a lesser light, oh, in the places in the day and even the seasons of the night that causes you harm by the right hand of God, you are receiving preservation, you are receiving shade, you are receiving a covering right now in the name of Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, The Lord shall preserve you from evil, oh, we place, oh Lord, by the covenant of salt even on this altar by the seal of exemption we declare right now in the name of Jesus receive the preservation of the Lord receive the preservation of the Lord in your going out in your coming in receive the preservation of the Lord receive the preservation of the Lord receive the preservation of the Lord or anything that causes corruption around you you shall be preserved you shall be preserved you shall be preserved you shall be preserved you shall shall be preserved. You shall be preserved. Receive the preservation of the Lord. He shall preserve your soul.
The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. From this time forth, even forevermore, we declare that when the seasons change and when men say that there is a casting down by the preservation and the right hand of God, by the preservation and the right hand of God, you will have a different testimony. For the Bible says that the Lord, the angel of the Lord, comes around the dwelling of the righteous and he delivers them, receive the deliverance of the Lord. Right now in the name of Jesus, may your parents receive the deliverance of the Lord. May your siblings receive the deliverance of the Lord. May your family receive the deliverance of the Lord. Because you are in the camp of heaven. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your preservation. Thank you, Father, for your sword of defense. Father, we lift up our hands, O Lord. And we say that be the strong man over our lives. Be the strong man over our lives. And empower us with the spirit of the of the husband man. And make us strong men over the households you've given to us. Even in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for hearing us. In the name of Jesus. Let's lift up your hand one more time and say, The Lord is my keeper. 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 As he gave unto Adam. As he gave unto Adam. To tend and to keep. To tend and to keep. I know. I know. Like Paul said. That Paul says. That I'm persuaded. That he is able to keep. That he's able to keep. The Lord is my keeper. 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 And as we declare this right now, I see many people who have their lives. I see what looks like a boundary and that thing that you value so much but mm. they are outside the perimeter mm. of God's keeping mm. I see the spirit of God realigning them yes, right Lord. now yes, say Lord. the Lord is my keeper yes, Lord. the Lord is my the keeper, is my ah, keeper. the very things the that you Lord treasure the most keeper. your relationships your loved ones that Lord you treasure the most keeper. so you are hiding that you are keeping keeper. them outside the oh the things that yes, concern you the education that you are hiding we bring them right now into the preservation into the purview of God the Lord is my keeper Anything that is outside his purview, Father, align it and bring it back in the name of Jesus. For the Bible says, The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. Declare this to yourself and say, The Lord is the keeper. The Lord is the keeper. The Lord is the keeper of my life. The Lord is the keeper of my family. The Lord is the keeper of my mindset. Or even my work with God. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. And it shall Keep me. Shall keep, me. Shall keep, me. Shall keep me. He shall keep me. He shall keep me from corruption. From corruption. The Lord is my the keeper. Lord is my the keeper. Lord is the keeper of this ministry. Mm. The Lord is the keeper of this nation. The Lord is the keeper of the body of Christ. Yes, Lord. The Lord is the keeper of the churches yes, around Lord. the world. The Lord is the keeper of the countries around the world. Yes, the Lord, Lord is the keeper Thank of the Jesus. countries around, the Thank governments around. The Lord is Thank the keeper of the economies Thank around the world. Jesus. The Lord is my keeper. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is my keeper. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Alignment to kingdom communities. Jesus. My brother's keeper. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is our keeper. And I decide that I'll be my brother's keeper. Yeah. Oh, you're not saying that one. I decide. I decide. I decide. I decide. That I will be. That I will be. My brother's keeper. My brother's keeper. If you ask me, 
If you ask me, if you ask me, where is Abel? Where is Abel? Where is my brother? Where is my brother? Where is my sister? Where is my sister? I will no longer say. I will no longer say. I don't care. I don't care. I will no longer say. I will no longer say. I don't know. I don't know. Because I am. Because I am. My brother's keeper. My brother's keeper. Because I am. Because I am. My sister's keeper. My sister's keeper. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. for you right now in the name of Jesus that you receive the covering of God wherever you are as you go back home as you lay down on your bed to sleep we pray that the right hand of God will cover you in the name of Jesus the right hand of God will shield everything that is in your household in the name of Jesus by the right hand of God you will not see corruption by the right hand of God, you will see the salvation of God. Ah, even Jonah said, even at the bottom of the will, he says that the seaweeds around me, they wrap around me, but your mighty hand, but your mighty hand has saved me. The earth beneath me, they bar me in. They bar me in. But Father, by your mighty hand, by your mighty hand, the book of Jonah chapter 2, it says, they, for you have cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. The floods surround me, all the billows and your waves, they pass over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your, your temple. The waters surround me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Seaweeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the mornings or to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet, by your right hand, you brought my, pit, my life out from the pit. I pray for you that in any situation, the right hand of God will bring your life out of the pit. Will bring your family out of the pit. Even in the name of Jesus. God bless you so much for joining us. And we bring you so much love from the camp of KCF Ministries and Apostle Kingsley J. Godson. See you tomorrow, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.